Hi there, I'm James Dafferty, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we're going to speak about an uncle and a nephew. And this uncle and nephew went into the pub business together. What happened? Let's get started with the grandfather, right? So in the 1980s, the grandfather, which is to say the uncle's dad and the nephew's granddad, uh, went into the pub business, into the hotel business, the uh, licensed premises business. And the uncle was involved in that through the 80s. And gradually over time, the nephew came to get a little bit more involved. And the relationship between the nephew and the granddad became quite close. And indeed, they lived together for some time. Now time passed, and in about 2010, uh, granddad and uncle, between themselves, identified some land in a regional area of New South Wales together that they thought would be a great spot to uh, buy and build a pub and develop it on. And in short, that is what happened. So uh, over time, with a bit of help from some finance from granddad and some uh, transactions between some related entities uh, around the family and, and sometimes the records in relation to these family entities were not perfect with the greatest of respect. Um, the land was bought, the pub was built on it and the way the structure was set up after a couple of years where grandma and granddad sort of eased into the background, um, the uh, initial start point around 2015 was that we had a trustee company, so we've got a company that is the trustee of a trust that owns the land. And we have a different company that we might sort of think of as a pub operating company that is there operating the business and employing people and taking money in and paying money out and that sort of thing. And what happens is this company that's operating the pub pays rent to this company that owns the land. In about 2015, uh, uncle and nephew and some entities related to them and some entities related to the entity that owns the land and the entity that runs the pub enter into a shareholders agreement and there are various terms in the shareholders agreement including provisions for a buyout and this sort of thing um, but one of the provisions is that nephew is to be the general manager of the pub for five years and in exchange for or in consideration for doing that um, is to be paid a million bucks and to get a 10% bump in the shareholdings. There are some arguments in this case about uh, the adjustments of the share register that we won't go into too deeply. So for the sake of our discussion, we'll just say there's 60, 40 shareholders in the company, 60 to the uncle and 40 to the nephew. When I say the company, I mean the pub operating company, but I should have said companies because I also mean the trustee company that owns the land as well. All right, things progress, but they don't progress particularly well. In short, the relationship between uncle and nephew breaks down over time. And there are a number of reasons why it breaks down. Uh, we have nephew who, broadly speaking, withholds information from uncle. The withholding of that information includes uh, very possibly cutting a CCTV cable that uncle used to sort of log into his phone and take a look at what camera one, camera two, camera three, and camera four were doing in order for uncle to be remote from the pub because his family ran a number of pubs, and to still inspect what was going on. So uh, there's this withholding of information by nephew from uncle. There's also uh, 
a fairly direct uh, and challenging circumstance where nephew buys a piece of land quite nearby the pub and buys that piece of land uh, for the purpose of building a hotel on it uh, in circumstances where that hotel's likely to divert business away from the pub and also withholds the uh, fact that he's doing that for some time from the uncle. Now, as you can imagine, the uncle's furious about this, but things march on. So once the uncle finds out about the nephew buying this nearby piece of land for the purpose of building a pub, uncle issues a buyout notice. And a buyout notice is sort of what it sounds like. It is a creature of the shareholders agreement that essentially is designed to allow the party issuing the notice to cause a mechanism to happen where one party buys the other party's shares because the uncle forms the not unreasonable view that we're not getting along very well. You're off starting a business in competition with the pub and so perhaps it's time to go our separate ways. Now, frustratingly, uh, on, on, on one point of view, the nephew is very obstructive in relation to the buyout, is very obstructive in relation to unwinding the relationships. There are strange complications where nephew will select a firm of lawyers to sell the property, then uncle will say, great, get a cost agreement, then nephew won't do it. Then uncle will say, hey, I've got these three lawyers, you know, choose your favourite of these three, there you go. Nephew won't respond. Um, nephew will go strangely back and forth. And in essence, this uh, buyout process is frustrated. And I don't mean frustrated in the technical legal sense. I just mean that it doesn't really quite go through as it ought to. Now. Uh, what we also have is Grandad's death in 2019 and nephew, which is a grand, grand, grandson's appointment as executor of Grandad's estate. And there's another flare up where uncle is to inherit nothing from Grandad and the court infers that uncle inherits nothing because during Grandad's life, uncle has taken a fair few benefits uh, from Grandad in relation to investments made in pubs that uncle has an interest in. So. There's no sort of uh, what we might think of as a family provision style gripe from uncle that's, that's, that's dealt with in this case. But the short point is that the executor of an estate takes control of those estate assets and there's an unseemly um, element where uh, it seems that nephew says to uncle, uh, go away, stay away from granddad's stuff, but then has a bit of a rethink and nephew goes, sorry, and uncle goes into granddad's unit to look at some personal items but then nephew calls the police and, and things, things get a bit unseemly. There's also a very unseemly argument between uncle and nephew where uncle, this is not flattering of uncle, um, comes to stay at the pub and then jumps on nephew's computer, reviews things on it and takes photographs. That then leads to a fight where the two argue, well, they may well argue, but they also fight over possession of the mouse, of the computer. Um, and the court refers to that fight as undignified, which strikes me with the greatest of respect as pretty accurate. I think the short point is obvious to, to us all that the relationship has broken down between uncle and nephew. And so what is the court proceedings all about? It is uncle who is suing nephew, uh, seeking a just and equitable wind up of both companies, the pub operating company and the company that owns the land and is a trustee. Nephew says that uncle was oppressive to him. Uncle also says that nephew was oppressive to him. So there's this section 232 corporate oppression claims pinging forth between each other. And then there's uncle's claim 
uh, section 461 for a just and equitable wind up of both companies. Now, broadly speaking, section 461 says it's going to be just and equitable for a court to think carefully about winding up a company if there's a deadlock, if there's an irretrievable breakdown of a relationship in a sort of quasi-partnership sort of business. And so it looks on its face like this is that sort of scenario. But the court has to firstly examine whether there are some other avenues to see the parties out of this. Both uncle and nephew want to talk about a buyout. Nephew wants to buy out uncle's interest just in the pub company, right? And the court thinks about that and says, well, we don't have any evidence about the value of these shares and probably just buying out the pub company and both of you staying as shareholders of the property owning trustee company is not going to solve all these oppressive issues. So I'm not going to do that. The court then looked at the buyout from uncle to nephew uh, and in short, didn't proceed with that, uh, including most probably because there's no valuation evidence on which the court can base the wind up order. Basically the court says, look, um, no one's getting along. There's been oppressive conduct. It's clear that no one's going to be able to agree on what mechanisms we're going to need to go into. We need an independent person to come in and take control of all this stuff. So it's just and equitable to wind up the company operating the pub. It's just and equitable to wind up the company that owns the land. And it is just and equitable and appropriate to appoint a receiver to the assets of the trust. Remember these, are, these assets, this land was held on trust. And so that is what the court does. And I hope that discussion assisted you in understanding uh, an interesting dispute regarding uh, ownership of pubs in regional New South Wales uh, and the law relating to just and equitable wind-ups. And I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee and another case note. Cheers.